It's not like any other podcast coming to you straight from the heartland where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. Well, hey everybody, Darren Garman here and welcome to this week's podcast. I am excited to talk about um, a mentor of mine and as someone that's contributed a lot to um, my life, not only uh, financially, not only business-wise, um, but personally as well. And we're going to talk about this. And not only are we going to talk about this in a little bit of detail, I'm going to hit three things that I learned um, from this mentor of mine. But we'll also talk about a conversation where I'm sure you have had the same kinds of things happen to you, uh, depending on your age. I mean, if you are in your late teens or early 20s, which many of our listeners are, by the way, you probably haven't had much of this yet. But if you're a little more mature, like me, um, maybe in your 50s, 60s, or older, uh, you're going to be able to relate to this in... um, in at least a handful of ways. And so before we get into this conversation about uh, what I learned from Dan Kennedy, uh, let me remind you that September is our month for being involved as an investor in our Heartland Multifamily Investment Flagship Fund. Okay, so our flagship fund owns over 700 apartment units and a little bit over 100,000 square feet of commercial property here in the heartland and uh, in September, September is the month where you have the option of being involved as an investor in this fund. Now this is not an open fund. So this is not open at any time, any day uh, during the year. This is only open in the month of March and September. That's it. And then it's closed again for months and then opens again. And so you really have, I mean, this is no sales tactic. This is no, you know, deadline to get you to do anything faster. Uh, But I mean, really, September's it. And then we've got to wait again until March. And so if you are following me and understand what's going on in the world of multifamily real estate, especially in terms of all of the things we've talked about with demand, uh, not only from renters with demand, not only from investors, but also some insulation and protection of your wealth as well as income generation uh, and more predictability. This is something, if you've been sitting on the fence, you really need to get off of the fence and get involved in. So how do you do that? Just simply send me an email. uh, Let me know you've got an interest and you want to know what the next steps are. And we'll go ahead and get you the necessary information you need to review Uh, to possibly be involved. And as always, there is no pressure. There's no full court press put on you. You look over the information and if it makes sense and your questions are answered to your satisfaction, we'd love to have you involved with our well over 200 other investment partners that own Heartland Multifamily Real Estate. Uh, Love to have you join us, Uh, but there is not an obligation. So how do you do that? Again, send me an email the time is ticking away. The clock is ticking. The deadline will be here before you know it. 
and no use in missing out on what is arguably the best time uh, probably in the history of uh, multifamily real estate to own it. And um, this is definitely the time to do it. So again, send me an email and we will get you the necessary information for you to make an informed decision on whether or not you want to be involved. Just simply in the email, put Darren, send me the information on the flagship fund and we'll get that information sent right out to you. My contact information is everywhere. Uh, so feel free to get that information from me, from us, and we'll get it to you. Okay. One housekeeping item before we get started. And I talk about my mentor, Dan Kennedy, and how what I'm going to talk to you about can apply in a lot of ways to, I think, what you are uh, up to or maybe what you're not up to, uh, at least to get you to think about some things. Because uh, I think it's applicable to a lot of things other than, geez, just, this is just how Darren has benefited from knowing this person. Um, today's podcast is coming to you from my home office. I am at my home office today uh, getting this podcast recorded. So here's what that means. You've got Blue and you've got Bosworth. Who are Blue and Bosworth? Blue and Bosworth are our Shetland Sheepdogs. And so Shetland Sheepdogs are very interested in protecting their space. So whenever the uh, mail carrier comes by, FedEx, UPS, um, you'd think there's an assault. Our house is being invaded by aliens or something. I mean, the dogs really, really uh, bark a lot and, and pretty much go crazy because of these folks. And you really don't want to be the grandfather pushing your grandchild in the stroller by our house either. They love to bark at those people. I don't know why. I mean, really, the grandpa with the kid in the stroller and you're barking at him, it's, it's anyway. Uh, so if any of you have pets or dogs, you know what I'm talking about. And so I tell you that because not only is it entertaining to watch Blue and Bosworth sometimes and how they're just, you know, interested in protecting the house, but you may hear some barking in the background today. And so if you do, more than likely, there's probably some nice lady walking by our house, but they think it's some kind of a invasion and they're going to be barking and barking and barking. Okay, um, let's talk about Dan Kennedy. So uh, why am I talking about Dan Kennedy in the first place? Um, well, uh, Dan Kennedy is a mentor of mine that I have known since the early 1990s. And I'll tell you how that process came to be briefly here in just a second. Uh, and the reason why we're talking about Dan today is Dan is uh, critically ill, recently uh, went into hospice uh, due mainly to some diabetes uh, complications. And it was a fast happening process where one day's probably doing pretty well and the next day not so good and then really went downhill pretty fast. And so uh, when these things happen to people that <clears throat> uh, have really impacted your life, you tend to think and reflect uh, and be thankful not only about knowing them, uh, but also about the contribution that they've made in your life. So we're going to talk about Dan. And again, I know I'm going to be able to relate to at least a handful of things with you regarding Dan that I think are going to be applicable and I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, so who is Dan Kennedy? Some of you will know who Dan is. Uh, he is very well known among the 
in the business world as a business and marketing guru. So in other words, if you've got a small business that's having problems, you go see Dan. Um, if you've got a business that's not performing as well as you would think it should be, uh, you're stuck, you go see Dan. If you're not reaching your potential in terms of uh, maybe other opportunities for other businesses to be involved in, to branch out in other areas, creating maybe four businesses from one or four, you go, you go see Dan. And he has worked for with everyone over the years from, uh, you know, the small business owner, guys like myself, all the way up to uh, big companies and corporations like Weight Watchers, um, Miracle Ear, um, Guthy Ranker, who, you know, the proactive folks, is that that's who that is. So he's done lots of work with lots of people over the years. And I believe is uh, one of the highest paid um, uh, copywriters in the U.S. Um, as I'm recording this. And so uh, this is a guy that I had a lot of dealings with, not only professionally, but also as an investor in our multifamily communities here. And so Dan has been an investor in our multifamily communities here now going on over 15 years. And not only did I get to know Dan through him being involved as an owner and an investor in our properties over the years, I of course um, had a relationship with Dan on a professional level with my own business. Uh, and so I'll kind of take you back just a little ways because I think it's important to know how I even met this guy. So I just got into the real estate business in the early 90s and I'm trying to get some traction. I'm trying to get like any other person launching or getting into a new business. You want to be out of the gate as fast and as profitable and as pain-free as possible. So there used to be uh, uh, a program called the success events. And what the success events were, they were run by a guy by the name of Peter Lowe. They would basically travel to large cities around the U.S. And they would have a day of presentations from the gurus of, um, of certain areas. So, for example, uh, you could have General Colin Powell was there. Bob Dole would then speak. Uh, Brian Tracy would then speak. Um, Dr. Brower, who at the time was the, the guru of um, nutrition, he would speak. Uh, you would have certain guest speakers <clears throat> sprinkled throughout the day from about 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you would sit and listen to certain guest speakers, some well-known um, sports stars, for example, Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach was, was involved. So, uh, you know, many... Um, <clears throat> Uh, sports stars, many political figures, uh, very successful people. It was a day where you basically sat in an auditorium and they had one after another of these folks get up and talk to you about how to be a better uh, person. Everything from, as I said, health to business to personal skills to just being an overall better person in our society. And it was great. And so these this these folks would travel, called the success events, around the United States. And some of you probably maybe even attended some of these success events. So it was 1992, and I had just got into the real estate business. 
and the event was in Des Moines, started at 9 a.m. So uh, Des Moines is a little bit over a two-hour drive from Cedar Rapids. So, of course, I paid my ticket, looking forward to a day of getting information that'll take me from where I am in my business and in my life to where I want to be. Uh, so got up early, drove the two hours, uh, got a seat, and sat there and listened um, all day to some great speakers, got some great content and some great information that helped me quite a bit. So you can imagine now it's basically four in the afternoon. I got up early, two-hour drive to get there. It's four in the afternoon, and I think it was Colin Powell that was the last speaker. Okay, so then I'm I'm ready to go. I'm tired. Uh, I've got really good information to start using. I'm ready to go. So I start to get up, and all of a sudden I hear a voice yell over the speaker system, the PA system. Wait a minute, everybody. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. If anybody leaves right now, they're going to be leaving millions of dollars on the table in their business. They're going to be missing out on millions of dollars being added to the bottom line of their business if you leave right now. I'm like, well, what the hell? Who is this? So I turn around and there's this guy up on stage and, um, you know, beard and kind of a goatee. And he said, everybody now, before you go, before you decide to leave, you're going to, if, if you miss out on this, you're going to miss out on information that will take your business, will 10x your business from where it is now, and you'll 10x it over the next year, and the results will be uh, even surprising to you. So, not surprisingly, most everybody still leaves, right? But there's about, maybe out of, 10 to 15,000 people there. Maybe there's about 800 of us that stick around. So I'm like, okay, I'm here already. I'll see what this guy has to say. So the guy introduces himself as Dan Kennedy. And so Dan talks about, for about an hour, about ways to run your business that were counterintuitive to many things I had heard on how you should run a business up to that point. But not only were they counterintuitive, they made a hell of a lot of sense. You know, there are times when you read a book, maybe listen to, maybe a podcast, watch a video, where what the person on the other end is saying <clears throat> really resonates with you. You're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you're basically in agreement. You're like, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, that's exactly how that's... So we have a few of those people that pop up from time to time in our lives, right? Well, this was one of those times. And what he was saying really addressed all of my um, uh, problem areas, problem issue areas, I was having with getting this real estate business started and off the ground. Okay. So I walked out of there with more information and better information from this one hour of Dan Kennedy than the seven hours of all the other guest speakers. That's how good this was. Okay. And so not surprisingly, after that, uh, I sought out Dan, and uh, he had a newsletter available. 
So I wanted to make sure I subscribed to his newsletter. And so that was in 1992. So you fast forward to today. And over the last, oh my goodness, um, almost 30 years, going on 30 years. Uh, I have been um, with Dan. Uh, Dan has been with me. And he's been a consultant, a coach, a mentor to me in business um, and mainly how to operate my business and, uh, and, and to be in a more effective me with, um, with folks like you as, um, as a consultant, a coach, and a mentor now going on 30 years. And again, as I said, not only that, uh, Dan is also invested in multifamily real estate here as well and has been going on about 15 years. So I've been around this guy a lot, not only on a professional level, but as an investor and, and then ultimately as a mentor and a friend. So uh, when something like this comes up, when somebody that's made a really big impact in your life, and all of us have this, and again, like I said, if you're younger, you're like teenage, early 20s, maybe early 30s, you don't have as many of these probably, and I'm not counting right now a relative. So let's not count um, a dad uh, that's been great and been there for you, a mom that's been great and really impacted your life, an uncle, uh, whatever. <clears throat> let's, let's, let's take those out. Uh, if that's been the case with you, and by the way, I know sometimes your relatives are the exact opposite. <laughs> I know that. So, um, but, let, but let's take the relatives out of it for just a minute. So this, this is someone that's entered your life that's not a relative of yours that's made a really big impact. And again, if you're my age, you have at least a handful of these folks. If you're younger than me, you, may, you probably don't yet, but believe me, you will. You will. And so when something like this happens to someone that has had the kind of impact in your life, uh, as Dan has in mine, you start to reflect. You start to be very thankful. Uh, you start to even be nostalgic looking back over the years. Um, and you really look at where you were to where you are now. So, um so when I met Dan, I had just quit my job at the prison. I had just gotten in the real estate business. And I think I had an earned income at that point of about $5,700. I think that's it. And so you fast forward to today. And I am basically the multifamily investment go-to guy in the United States. Um, and, uh, you know, going less about 30 years ago, I, I was a guy at a Peter Lowe event uh, making $5,000 um, in income. And that's mainly due to Dan Kennedy and his influence and his help in my life. Now, Dan would tell you that, yeah, he helped, but a lot of it was me and what I did because you can't, I mean, he can give you suggestions, but until you take action on them, it's it's just suggestions. Um but that's the kind of impact this man's had on my life. Uh, my family is, is much better off as well. All the people around me, my opportunities. I mean, me talking to you on this podcast is a result of having met this man and having this man in my life. So 
what are the top three things I learned from Dan? Now, I could easily, easily have a top 25 that you would be able to relate to 90% of what I'm going to talk about. So if I went over 25 things, at least 22, you'd be, you, we'd be on the same page. But I don't want this to be a seven-hour podcast. So let me talk to you about the top three things that I learned from Dan and he helped me with that really took my business from where it is now to where it, it, where it was to where it is now and how it really indirectly affects you too. And maybe, as I said, you can get some, um, some good content out of what I'm about to share with you. So number one is this. <clears throat> your situation, your location, and your geographic position do not matter. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Your situation, your location, and your geographic location do not matter. So, uh, what does that mean? So, I was, at the time I was in the real estate business and met Dan, I was living in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Cedar Rapids, Marion, and looking at selling real estate in Cedar Rapids, Marion, to Cedar Rapids, Marion real estate folks, right? So in other words, my, let's just call it market. My market was basically Cedar Rapids, Iowa, okay? And my thought process was, well, I live in Cedar Rapids, so my only market is really Cedar Rapids. Why? Again, because I, that's right, live in Cedar Rapids. Uh, and the business that I was involved in, multifamily investment real estate, was probably only an interest to those people in and around, right where? That's right, Cedar Rapids. Uh, mainly what I would call mom and pop landlords. Uh, so that's where I thought I was stuck. Now, when I say stuck, at the time, I didn't think that was a negative thing. I just pretty much thought, well... If I'm going to be in the real estate business, uh, especially the multifamily real estate business, I'm pretty much just working with um, people in and around the Cedar Rapids area. Okay. Well, you fast forward to today, and the majority of my clients and investors do not even live in the state of Iowa. That's right. The vast majority, 90 plus percent of my customers, my clients, my investors do not live in the state of Iowa, 90 plus percent, okay? One of the things that Dan had taught me was that you're never, you're never just regulated to a fence around where you live or where your office is at or where you think your market is. The entire state, the entire nation, the entire world is really your marketplace, okay? There's opportunity not only across the street, there's opportunity across seven states. There's opportunity across the ocean, okay? So you can't just put yourself in a box with where you're at. And once I started applying that principle, 
again, you fast forward to today, and I bet you, if you're listening to my podcast right now, more than likely you don't live in the state of Iowa. Again, I bet it's probably 90-10. And it's a result of listening to that advice. And really, if you think about it, all of us can apply this in so many areas of our lives. Again, I talk to investors a lot, weekly, daily, and a lot of investors get stuck on investing in their own city, in their own area. And that is logical and makes sense. So if I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, just throwing that out there, I mean, I'm probably interested in just investing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Why? Because I know Tulsa, Oklahoma. I can keep kind of a close watch on my investment in Tulsa. Um, I'm familiar with how everything works around Tulsa. And at the end of the day, I'm what? Comfortable in Tulsa. Logically makes sense. But it's the worst thing you can do. In terms of limiting opportunities that you could be involved in that could be much, much better potentially than what you're doing in Tulsa. And when I say one of the worst things, I mean, there, there are worse things than that, of course. But I'm saying in one of the worst things that limit you is that geographical boundary you put around yourself as an investor. And look, I did this for almost 15 years myself. Right? I did this almost for 15 years. And you're limiting yourself by doing it in a big way. So that's why hundreds and hundreds of investors from out of the state of Iowa are involved with what we do here in owning their own multifamily apartment communities because they don't want to be fenced in. They don't want to be, you know, uh, they want more opportunity, right? And they're in the minority because the majority of us investors, we're going to stick close to home. We're going to invest in our what? Own backyard. Again, is it the worst thing in the world? No, but it is the worst thing you can do to limit the opportunities that you're going to be involved in, okay? And this not only goes to investing, it goes to other things. I mean, I could, we could make a long list of things that you should be looking at doing in terms of getting out of your geographical area that you're limiting yourself in many other areas by not doing so. And one of the nice things about the internet, by the way, is you know electronically you can get out of your geographical area <clears throat> you know so I don't have to travel to um, the UK to listen to somebody that I want to know more information of in the UK if I've got the internet right so I mean there's th there's those kinds of advantages sure but in terms of boxing yourself in where are you boxing yourself in where I bet you you can come up with at least three areas you're boxing yourself in and limiting your opportunities. I bet. And what happens more often than not, especially with the investors that we work with, a lot of them suffer from this. And then when they finally get over it, and then they get involved in a project of ours here, a multifamily community, I mean, 
almost every one of them say this, should have done this sooner. Should have done this sooner. So what things in your life should you be thinking of getting out of your geographical boxed-in area? And if you can reflect on this seriously, you'll come up with a pretty good list. And you're probably admittedly limiting yourself if you don't. So that's number one. Okay. Number two. Number two is going to offend some people, but I'm just going to tell it like it is. And I'm going to tell you how it applies to everybody. And number two is having brass balls. Okay. Brass balls. And so brass balls is basically having the balls to do what's necessary in order to reach the kinds of goals you have. Brass balls is basically translated into making sure you do what's absolutely necessary, not just giving lip service to it, but taking action, taking action on what's absolutely necessary in order to get from point A to point B. And by the way, it's, it's not a sexist comment because brass balls applies to men and women. Okay, men and women. So do you have the cojones to do what's necessary? And what it really boils down to is, and I was stuck in this for years. I was the guy that was reading three books a week, uh, watching at the time um, three DVDs a week, uh, subscribing to eight newsletters a month. So I was focused on spending a shit ton of time on content, okay? So just ingesting content, thinking, thinking that that's actually taking action, okay? Thinking I was actually doing something. Now, qualification on that. Reading a book listening to a podcast, checking things out to get more knowledgeable is one thing. But continuing to do it without taking the necessary action is another thing. So I was one of those guys that did that. The other thing I would do as it relates to the real estate business is I would spreadsheet, I would spreadsheet things to death and not take advantage of opportunities. I have missed out on so many great opportunities, so many great investments. Because what did I do? I would spreadsheet it to death, right? I would do every kind of analysis, every kind of what if scenario, every kind of worst case scenario, best case scenario. And ultimately, after spreadsheeting things to death, what would I ultimately come up with in terms of actually taking action? I wouldn't. I'd have an excuse now not to. Oh, I'll just wait for that next project. This one just doesn't come out very good. Oh, I went through all the information and analysis and it's just not going to work out. Well, that's because I spread, I would spreadsheet them to death. And of course, there were some projects, some investments that admittedly, I shouldn't, I'm glad I didn't get involved in. There are some that I got involved in that I shouldn't have gotten involved in, but there's a hell of a lot more that I didn't get involved in because of this, okay? It's because I didn't have brass balls. 
So finally, uh, after Dan hitting me over the head on this, again and again, basically saying, look, you need to have the brass balls to finally take action and start moving and getting involved and owning these properties. You're going to benefit from it. Your partners are going to benefit from it. You can't just sit there and analyze all damn day. Start doing something. These opportunities don't come up often. So when they do, you've got to be ready to capitalize on them. Now, is that really unbelievable secret advice? No, it's not. But he had to hit me over the head with this over and over and over again. And so you fast forward to today and, you know, we have ownership in well over 40 going on $50 million of multifamily apartment communities in some commercial real estate. Okay. As a result of having the balls to take action and do what's necessary. And so I know because I talk with you guys all the time. I know there are many of you that are not taking action. Many of you may think you're taking action. But if you're self-critical, if you really are self-aware, many of you know you're not. And by the way, I'm not perfect at this. I don't have this licked in every area of my life. So I'm not telling you that I've got it all figured out. Because I don't. But what I can tell you is, if you are or were like me and think you're getting something done by reading, spreadsheeting, thinking, listening, thinking, reading, spreadsheeting, watching, and you've done this now going on a couple of years or less, who's, who's kidding who here? Who's kidding who? Um... I tell the story about Merv. So Merv was a guy that wanted to use me as someone to help him own some investment real estate. Now, Merv was a guy that didn't want to be a passive investor. He wanted to be an active investor. He wanted to be a landlord. So Merv got in touch with me and basically asked me to help him find an apartment community that he could own and oversee and run and landlord and would be very profitable. Well, that's what he said he wanted to do. So over oh, pretty close to a three-year period, three years, Merv looked at, I would bet you, 60 to 70 properties. Analyzed, looked at, reviewed, thought about, um, and, uh, spreadsheeted, the whole thing. And every one of them, he would find a reason not to buy, would find a reason not to buy. And so not surprisingly, Merv has now passed away. He's, he's gone. But in, in the latter years of his life, I ran into him actually at the hospital. Uh, I was at the hospital. Um, uh, my, uh, uh, my wife, Gina, had a little emergency issue come up. It was nothing serious, we found out. But, you know, we end up going to the emergency room. And Merv is working as a volunteer at the hospital in the emergency area. So I see Merv and we start talking. And what do you think he said to me? You know, Darren, I really should have bought that property. Or, and he started naming off two or three properties we looked at over the years that he said to me, you know, I really regret not buying that property. Okay, 
Do you know how many Mervs are out there? Are you a Merv? You need to have the brass balls to take action so you don't be a Merv. Okay? So if you're self-aware, you know where you are on this. And again, I used to be so bad at this. Um, I thought I was doing something for years. Uh, you should see all of the books I have in my library. You should see all of the courses I have, all of the courses I've thrown away, all the programs. It is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. But I suffered from that. But until I had the brass balls to take action, that's where the rubber really meets the road. And again, you fast forward to today and we have something truly special going on here as a result. Okay, so that's number two. That's number two. Number three. Number three is so basic. <clears throat> so uh, common sense. This is so common sense. But you don't really think about it. And I guarantee this is affecting you in a huge way. Um... And it was affecting me in a huge way. I didn't see it. I had no idea it was. But holy crap, was it affecting me. And what I'm going to tell you what it is, it's going to make you really reflect on really a sensitive area in many of our lives. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to get that sensitive. But it is sensitive. And it's really this. You are the sum result of the top four to five people you hang out with and spend time with. You are pretty much the result of the top four or five people you spend the most time with. Okay? So in other words, whatever results you've got, are based on who you spend the most time with. This was an unbelievable game changer for me. Unbelievable. So, if you want a great future, financially, personally, physically, who in the hell are you hanging out with all the time? Who are you spending time with all the time? Um... Let me give you a couple of examples from me. So there was a time when whenever we wanted financial advice or financial information, we would turn to Gina's parents. Okay. What do you think we should do here? What do you think we should do there? So Gina's parents, and by the way, I love her parents. My mother and father-in-law are great. I get along with them great. Unlike a lot of people, you know, mother and father-in-law issues. I, I don't, I've never had that. They've been fantastic and supportive in our lives ever since we've known each other. So I've got no, I got no axe to grind here at all. Um, but what I'm going to tell you is, 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 is accurate. So, you know, her dad, my father-in-law is a lifelong farmer, super conservative guy. And uh, my mother-in-law was basically helped, was helped on the farm. Okay. So whenever we would want to do something financially, 
stick our noses out there a little bit, what kind of advice do you think we got from our the folks that we hung around with financially? That's right. Don't do it. Not a good idea. I wouldn't do that. I remember when we decided to buy our first house. Financially, we had money saved. Everything was good. Our credit was good. We're making a decent income at the time. And we want to buy a house. And so what do we do? We have mom and dad come and walk through a bunch of houses with us. You know, what do you, we want to know what you guys think of these houses we're considering. Worst idea ever. If any of you have ever done this, I mean, it's just, it's just not good. But at the time, I thought it was a good idea. So I remember we walked through about a dozen houses. Well, what do you think my mother and, mother, my mother and father-in-law thought of these houses? Well, they thought every one of them had problems. <clears throat> we shouldn't own them. They're going to cost us a lot of money in repair and maintenance. Um, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. I mean, we could have walked through the White House <clears throat> and there would have been a problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so if I would have kept going back to them for financial advice, I, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I remember when I quit my job at the prison and jumped into the real estate business. What kind of reaction do you think I got from my mother and father-in-law? Holy shit. I mean, it was like I committed a capital offense. They couldn't, but oh, it's, oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, your own business. Oh my God, I don't know what it's going to, you know. Oh, it's really risky and on and on and on. And on. Okay, so what kind of people do you have in your life that are not helping you at all, but you're spending a hell of a lot of time with? And a lot of this has, a lot of this is family, by the way. So if I would have hung out and got advice from my, um, from my immediate family, that would have been even worse. So if I would have hung out with them as I was continuing to age and grow up, Oh my God. So a lot of people, a lot of what holds a lot of people back, not only financially, but how they progress as a human being is their damn family. Why? Because that's who you've been hanging out with most of the time. So when I figured out through the help of Dan, that in order to get to where I want to be, I need to hang out with the people that are already there. Not with the people that are not, not listening to advice of people that aren't there, not, not reading, listening, or even paying any kind of attention to anyone that's remotely where I want to go. Okay? If these people are not where I want to go, I'm not spending time with them. I'm not talking to them. Okay? Now, of course... I go back and I got a great relationship with my mother and father-in-law. Everything's good. You know, we see him on holidays and they visit once in a while. I mean, all that's good. But do you think I even think about talking to him about anything financially? There's no freaking way. No way. It comes down to who's better than you and who has what you want to have, whether it's health, body, weight, financial, personal, who's got what you kind of want? And you get around as many of those people as possible, 
holy cow, the world changes in a huge way. That's why a lot of investors of ours hang out with each other. So I spent time with a couple of these investors yesterday. They hang out with each other. Okay, we're looking at properties and they're hanging out with each other. Why? Because of the results they get by hanging out with each other. Okay, they're not hanging out with their sister that's, um, you know, can barely, you know, pay her bills every month. Okay, they're not hanging out with um, the neighbor who, you know, is, is, is a pain in the ass and is always complaining about stuff, politics, the economy. They're, not, they're hanging out with other people who, who want what they want or have achieved more than what they have. That's why things like mastermind groups are so important. <clears throat> so I've been a part of dozens of mastermind groups where I'm in a group of people that have achieved at least what I have, but in most cases, a hell of a lot more. Okay? That's who I want to hang out with. That's who I want to spend time with. Okay? And that's why, frankly, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't. I got like five. <laughs> I got like five. Now, I've got hundreds and hundreds of acquaintances. People I know, I say hi to. If I run into them, say in the grocery store, I'll talk to them. But real friends, I got like five. That's it. Because of this. Because of this. I don't want to hang out with my acquaintances. Okay? Because I know I'll become the sum result of who I hang out with. Think about this in your life. Who are you hanging out with that is keeping you from where you want to be? Right? I mean, if you weigh 400 pounds, you better not be hanging out with eight other people that weigh 400 pounds. If your goal is to weigh 200 pounds at some point in time. Stupid. But a lot of us, including me for years, did this. We did. I did. Um, there's a saying out there. I don't know who came up with it. But it's the saying is basically, eagles fly alone. Okay? Eagles fly alone. And there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. So, am I saying, make a list of your friends... Uh, make a list of your relatives and start crossing them off and never talk to them again. I'm not saying that, but I am saying you need to be very, very critical about who you spend the majority of your time with at any given time. Because you will not be any better personally, financially, um, physically than those people you spend the most time with. Okay. And so this has been a podcast, as I said, uh, in tribute to my mentor, my friend, Dan Kennedy. And these are the, my top three takeaways over going on 30 years of having this man, this mentor in my life. And 
If anybody knows Dan, so if you're listening and you know Dan, you know damn well, I could go on with 50 more things easily. But again, we don't want this to be a two-day podcast. Uh, so for me to sit down and really boil it down to three things was kind of hard. And I could easily interchange three other things or four other things instead of these. But these are the big ones. And these are the ones that really, I think, relate to not only what I've kind of seen and been involved in over the years, but I think maybe what you've been involved in and seen over the years too. Really. Um, because really at the end of the day, there's really no excuse for not taking action, having the brass balls, um, being fenced in geographically with opportunities, uh, financially, physically, personally, and who you hang out with. There's really no excuse not to, not to have um, better, not to improve all of those areas in our lives. Not rocket science, right? Not rocket science. So I hope you got a lot out of today's podcast or this week's podcast. Again, as a reminder, our fund, our multifamily, Heartland Multifamily Investment Fund is closing end of September. So uh, I know there's uh, quite a few of you that have contacted me and I've been answering your questions and I know you're working on some things, which is great. Uh, but I also know there's quite a few of you sitting on the fence. So the time is now to get off of the fence, take advantage of what multifamily ownership brings you today, and start making some money. Start getting those kinds of income and returns that we're going to be seeing over the coming years that will be, um, be just fantastic in my opinion. Again, end of September. If you want to get updated information from me on that, simply send me an email and we'll make sure that we get the updated information sent to you. And just in that email subject line, just type, uh, please send me the updated flagship fund information, Darren, and we'll do that. Again, there is never any obligation in working with me and requesting information, uh, but make sure you do here very very soon. Well, have a great day. Have a great week or weekend. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening and whatever you're doing, make it great. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.